Hi, this is Jeff Thigpen, Guilford County Register of Deeds. And I'm Carly Malcolm, lead for North Carolina Fellow for Guilford County from the UNC School of Government. And welcome to the Good Grief Podcast. Have you ever lost a loved one and had to figure out what to do? Have you ever felt alone and overwhelmed? Did it make you wonder why on earth this is all so complicated? In this podcast series, we bring together community partners to talk unapologetically about issues of death and dying. We answer questions about funerals, hospice, estates, and more to give our listeners the knowledge they need to make decisions for themselves and their loved ones. We want everyone in Guilford County to know that they're supported, that we live in a community where we cannot only live and live well, but when we die, we can also die well because we care. So we thank you for joining us for the Good Grief Podcast and for taking this step to be better prepared for end-of-life challenges. This is Jeff Thigpen, Guilford County Register of Deeds with Carly Malcolm, NC Lead Fellow from the North Carolina Institute of Government. And welcome to the Good Grief Podcast. Today, we're gonna talk about pet loss. This is part two of a two-part series The first, we talked to Jorge Ortega, who is the director of Guilford County Animal Services. Jorge is actually with us and will be a part of the discussion. But today we're going to talk specifically beginning with Christy Yates. Christy is the bereavement counselor for Trellis Supportive Care. She's been with Trellis for three years in this role. She's got a a bachelor's degree in elementary education and teaching and a post-baccalaureate. Certificate in Animal Assisted Therapy with experience in things like everything from wildlife rehabilitation to veterinary assistance and works in many areas of grief and bereavement counseling. So thank you for being with us, Christy. Thank you for having me. Great. You have experience with bereavement coordination in many different areas related to loss. What do you see as some of the similarities and differences that go on or exist between pet bereavement and other types of grief and bereavement counseling? Well, they're all losses. And so as far as similarities go, we know that dogs and cats can live very long lives. Some of them, you know, upwards of 20 years or more in some cases. So they become kind of fixtures in our families. So when you lose a beloved pet, it's very much like losing a family member or a loved one who is human. Yeah, when I I was talking to Carly, when we were talking about our pets and I had, I specifically remember as a child, my first feeling of loss, and that was around the death of an animal was my dog. And, and the things that I learned, I didn't know I was learning from that early on that impacted my ability to both grieve through the loss of a pet, but also understand that within the context of, of loved ones who passed away. So absolutely. And so, sorry, (laughs) Christy, the way that we got connected with you is after hearing about the pet loss support group. Can you tell us what that looks like and what that support group does? Sure. We're a small group. Normally, there are no more than six people present for our groups, especially now that the pandemic has become part of our norm. But we are meeting virtually at this time on Zoom, and we meet once a month for an hour. It's usually the third Monday of the month. And basically what we do is we follow, we follow some research that's been done as far as pet loss and even human loss goes. A guy named William Warden, created four tasks of of mourning 
And so what we do is we work through those four tasks. So it's kind of like a four session arc. And when people join us on the first session, we go through task one. And the second session is task two. And hopefully by about the third or fourth session, people are reaching some sort of place in their lives where they can begin to think about moving forward a little. We don't like to use the word closure, but certainly we hope that they are at least able to start thinking about moving forward. That's comforting to have that sense of community when you're going through that kind of loss as well. Right. Have you seen any practices or rituals that people do in order to remember their pet? We've talked about that in group quite a bit. And um, some of the rituals that people have mentioned, besides having their pet cremated, it is having decorative urns in the home. We've had people share jewelry that they've got with the, some of the cremains in them. Memorial shadow boxes are a big thing, and as well as scrapbooks, creating slideshows, having ceremonies, just as you would for your human that's passed on. You know, I, I mentioned a minute ago the idea of pet loss related to children and my first experience with death. How do you recommend parents uh, and guardians navigate that kind of issue with their children? I would have to say that you must keep everything honest. First and foremost, you want to be honest with your child, yet age appropriate. Avoid terms like pass away or went to sleep because then your child is going to fear going to sleep and never waking. That's a good point. And to this topic and to this end, I actually authored a book that's available on Amazon and it's called How Will I Know When My Pet Is Going to Die? And it's really kind of centered more towards an age group, maybe middle elementary school age level. So it, and it talks kind of to children about what to expect and what to look for, as well as some things that they might do to remember their pets with love. What, what inspired you to write that book? I'm seeing so many people struggling with that topic in general and knowing that as a former teacher, there are definitely ways that you can approach the subject and broach it with integrity and yet at the same time answer the child's questions without leaving the important details out and also without leaving them entirely out of the process. You know, allowing the child to be part of whatever arrangements are being made or even letting them choose something special to include in a, in a memorial box or a memorial shadow box. That can be very meaningful, meaningful for a child. And this may be something that most people know, but I'm not familiar. What is a shadow box? A shadow box is just kind of like a picture frame, but it's built out so that you can put items in such as um, a leash or a symbol or something you might want to remember. Many of them have a background that you can put push pins in or something to affix just different memori mementos of your pet too. Mm, that sounds really nice. Yeah. So really neat. for seniors, especially losing a pet might bring up thoughts and feelings about, you know, your own mortality. And I imagine that some seniors might feel reluctant to adopt another pet that might outlive them. How do you navigate those kinds of thoughts and feelings with people in the support group? 
We've had a few seniors who have visited and there's, they are, they're reluctant to take on the responsibility again of having another pet. One thing I will say is that a lot of the veterinary offices have things very similar to what humans have, um, advanced care planning. So if you know that you've adopted an African gray, a bird that can live many, many years, and it's going to outlive you, you can make arrangements for those things. And I've even encouraged that because I think, especially for the pets, it's the best thing to do. I think that when it comes to adopting another pet, it really does come down to that delicate balance of what are the benefits versus the risks of having one and whether or not that person is capable of caring for it at the time. So it, it really does come down to, are they ready? Mia, Jorge, we, we talked a, a little bit about that in your, in the podcast we're doing you. Um, do you have any feedback related to that and what you say? No, I agree, Christy. I agree with you. I, I, I think especially when we're talking about seniors, we, when we're doing the adoption counseling, we, we definitely want to talk and we spend a lot of time with, with, with the family or the individual. Cause sometimes it's the daughter of the senior that comes in with mom and saying, Hey, mom just lost her pet and we want to get her another pet. So the, sometimes they're difficult conversations, but we need to have those conversations for the benefit of both the, the, the individual and the pet. Cause then there has to be a plan for the pet. Um, like you said, an African gray is going to live forever. I mean, they might be cute. You might love birds, but there has to be a plan for, for what happens next for that pet. Mm -hmm. And, and I think in terms of the pet adoption piece, the idea of, of when adopting pets in general, uh, you know, how certain pets adapt to other ones when, when there is a loss and then you bring in a new pet through adoption. Yeah. Kind of going again, what Christy said with that risk, you know, risk reward or like, what are the benefits you, you have to take everything to, into consideration, whether this is, is this just a filling a void or is how is the pet that is currently at the home going to feel by bringing in a new pet? Or are we going to just kind of create more stress on, you know, everything that's going on in the family or with the family right now? So there's, there's a lot of conversations we have with families who are interested in adopting to fill a void. We want to make sure they're making the right decision at the right time. This may be a question for both of you, Jorge and Christy, but I'll ask Christy first. Aside from your pet loss support group, what kind of resources are available to people who are grieving the loss of a pet? Right now, our website, trellissupport.org, has a few, web, a few resources online, just some basic articles on what to do or how to cope during the pandemic, because that's a hot topic right now. In the past, I've asked group members to share what they have found helpful, and what they've told me is there are Facebook groups Anything that's associated with the Rainbow Bridge is usually something for pet law. I've also found TwoHeartsPetLawCenter.com to be a very helpful website, as well as uh, Alan Wolfelt's The Center for Loss and Life Transition. He has a website that has some resources for pet loss as well. And I also encourage people to reach out to me directly if there's something that I can help, help them to find or a resource that I can help locate for them. I'm always glad to do that. Do you have anything to add for No, I mean, us as animal services, we don't have any services that we, you know, physically provide, but we, we do 
refer them to either veterinary hospitals or some folks we have them talk to our veterinarian and they provide them with some resources. So it's good to know that that Christy is here and Christy, it's a, I'm glad we're, we're we're talking and we're meeting, you know, this way because I think well, I'm definitely going to reach reach out to you after this and see how we can work together. Yeah, well and and we're glad to have both of you here. And Christy, we're going to make sure that when when this is put out there, we're going to put all those um, links and the information that you shared about resources as a part of the podcast. And also, what was the name of your book again? It's called How Will I Know When My Pet Is Going to Die? Okay, great. And is I guess that can be found on Amazon or you could do a Google. Amazon. Amazon. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we thank you for being with us today and talking about both of you talking about issues of pet loss and bereavement and how poor, how important it is to understand and the resources that are within our area to to give that support we have christy yates bereavement counselor a bereavement coordinator for trellis supportive care who's been with us and jorge ortega the Guilford County Animal Services Director. On behalf of Carly, Malcolm, and myself, thank you both for being of this topic. And uh, thank you for being part of the Good Grief Podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Good Grief Podcast. We want your feedback. You can visit our website at www.guilforddeeds.com. You can also email us at endoflife at guilfordcountync.gov or find us on Twitter with the handle at guilford underscore R-O-D. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and until next time, take care.